Buddy, this is the Upper Tier Podcast, and this is your transfer show. As always, head over to YouTube, smash that subscribe and bell notification button. Plenty to get through tonight on the transfer show. Running solo tonight, the boys are busy, but that's no harm. We continue to bring in the content regardless of who's available. Nowhere else to start on this transfer show, but with the football's equivalent of Brock Lesnar. Erling Haaland has completed his move to Manchester City, signed for 51.1 million. 51.1 million. But no doubt, a security fan full of money pulls up to his gaff every week as well to pay his wages. But apart from that, a stellar signing. This guy is a monster of a man and going to have a really successful career in the Premier League. Absolutely stellar record. Scores goals for one, for fun. Absolute powerhouse. Great signing by Man City. And certainly a signing that's a statement to the rest of the Premier League that even when we're on top, even when we're winning things, we continue to strengthen, we continue to evolve. And a super bit of business by Man City getting it done real early. No messing about. They also have Julian Alvarez coming in. They're going to be a super side this season. And only a handful of sides potentially will be able to hang with them if even they can. But brilliant signing there from Manchester City. Absolute powerhouse. Like I said, the Brock Lesnar of the Premier League now. Absolutely big things planned for this man without a shadow of a deal with Man City. Let's move on anyway. Let's talk. Up next, I think we should be talking about Arsenal. It hasn't been a great week for Arsenal so far. Um, news came out there the other day that uh, Eddie and Kedia, he's on their release list, although they're continuing to discuss the contract with him. I think it's £100,000 a week at the moment on a five-year deal, and that's what they've offered the boy. Um, but a lot of stuff going on there with Arsenal, a lot of stuff coming out at the moment. You know what I mean? Can't seem to get Jesus over the line, linked heavily with Yuri Tillemans. Um, you know, but the story's coming out at the moment now as well, that there isn't that that war chest of money that you thought might be there at Arsenal for them to spend and, you know, sort out that front line and various other positions that they wanted to sort out, um, that apparently he's going to have to sell to buy. And if you look, if he's in the situation to sell the boy, who's there that can sell? There's talk of Granite Xhaka moving out, which would be one. Um, not sure how much you'd get for him. Obviously, Pepe would have to move out as well. But um, it's going to be difficult in a, a short enough window with pre-season around the, the corner and these various international tours and all. And before we know it, we'll be in the, in the height of, you know, the charity shield and then the league starting and, and Teams will be still struggling to have done their business um, and could lose ground very, very quickly. And Arsenal would be one that I'd worry about. Um, I would have thought they would have been moving in the market pretty quickly. But uh, a lot of a lot of talk coming out at the moment, a lot of um, issues there that would be very concerning for Arsenal fans at the moment in terms of what money is available. Um, why is it taking so long to get some of these guys over the line? It's not like they didn't know their targets. They've been linked with these guys now for a while. And it often amazes me at times why some of these teams, you know, they don't have that statement signed and ready to go. Boom, hey Zeus. Boom, Yuri Tillemans. Let's get it going. Lay down a marker. So a real struggle there at the moment. And sometimes the longer these things go on, sometimes you just don't get them over the line. So I'd be concerned about Arsenal at the moment. Also, news came out today with Lahovic. Um, the front man that they were chasing in January, they spent basically the whole month chasing him, and that's why they missed out on any other targets. Um, he transferred to Juventus for 59 million back in January, if you remember. 
But he's come out today and he says that he he um he never had any talks with Arsenal. Um, which is surprising as well because Arsenal were of the opinion that they had held a number of talks with his representatives and with Lahovic and that it was a real scenario in terms of the signing. But clearly it's not a real um, scenario in terms of the signing because you would have thought as well going into this transfer window if there was 70 million there available to sign Flahovic, why isn't that 70 million available to Arteta now to spend and bring in signings? With that 70 million he could probably bring in Jesus and Tillemans um, but doesn't seem to be happening there. So a bit of concern for Arsenal fans. We'll keep an eye on it as the week progresses and see what happens. But um, certainly they'd want to be nailing down some players pretty quick. Let's move on. Uh, Manchester United. Uh, we have to talk about next. And it's uh, Frankie de Jong. Um, this is rumbling on and on and on. We know that Eric Ten Hag has spoken to this lad. He knows him well. Obviously coached him. Um, but can't seem to get him over the line. Again, it's another deal that seems to be dragging on, and as the days go on, the money seems to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger and escalating, and uh, United have come out and, and, and they've said that they're looking alternatives at the moment, that if the value can't be agreed and stuff like that, they're going to walk away from the transfer. So it'll be interesting to see how you, you United fans feel about this. Um, let us know down in the comments, because... You were heavily linked with Darwin Nunes. You were talking to him for a month. That didn't happen. Obviously, Liverpool swooped in and signed the boy. He's about to complete his medicals over the next day or so, and he'll be announced. But the deal is more or less done and dusted unless something comes up in the medicals. But for United at the moment, who need a number of players in, they've left themselves a little bit exposed. I think if you look at their, their release list there the other day, there was 11 players on it. Um. Some of them we wouldn't have known a whole lot about, but others like were fairly obvious, the likes of Matic and Mata and Pogba, Jesse Lingard and guys like that. We know that Phil Jones is linked with a move away somewhere in the region of five million um to uh French side. Can't recall which side it is now. I've seen a picture the other day of him. Um and we also know that Eric Boy has been linked with a move to the Italian league, uh somewhere in the region of thirty two million. If that was me, I'd be driving the boy to the mill straight away. At 32 million, that's great money back for Eric Boy. Um, but obviously those those boys going out as well leave holes as well that has to be filled because obviously it's not just your starting eleven, you have to have a squad. Um and we know that United badly need a front man at the moment. They're really going in with a front man at the moment of Ronaldo, 37, he'll be 38 then going into the season, obviously, you know, as it progresses. Um, and they're going to need a backup guy for him or a guy who comes in so they can rotate. Um, the talk is now, potentially, I read, that Anthony Martial might be coming back into the fray and that Ten Hag is going to have a conversation with him. We also know that there's a conversation to be had in the next week or so once these internationals die down, that Harry Maguire wants to have a talk with Ten Hag in relation to the captaincy and stuff like that as well. So um, we know that United are working on, on urine uh, timber, um, but that hasn't happened yet. We know they've been heavily linked with the boy Anthony, and that hasn't happened yet. Um, and we know they've had various links to Ericsson um, and various other players. Um, I think they were linked with Richarlison as well. So they said, I mean, this is typical of what happens in the window. The bigger clubs tend to get linked with everyone underneath under the sun. Um, but for United at the moment, um, you get the sense within the fan base at the moment as there's a small bit of anxiety there creeping in slowly as the days go by and no player is announced. 
because they would have thought that looking from the outside in that Ten Hag would have had key things identified and stuff like that and conversations might have been had already. Um, but clearly they haven't. Obviously there is work going on in the background and we know with United as well, previous experience will tell us that if they're working on a number of deals and they do need a number of players in, let's be honest about that, um, when they're working on a number of players or a number of deals like that, they they struggle sometimes to get these deals over the line. Um, so, but we keep an eye on United over the next few, um, the next week or so, and see what progresses there. I think in terms of Eric Ten Hag, if he didn't land De Jong, and he's missed out on Darwin Nunes, and depending on if De Jong goes somewhere else, I mean, you just feel when these deals are going on and on and on that someone else is going to just come in and hijack the deal as well. Um, it wouldn't reflect right on the manager and certainly wouldn't reflect right on the board or the transfer committee. And certainly the fans will be up in arms over that and missing out on your, your two key targets right at the beginning of the window. And then you're starting to settle for your, your third and your fourth choices, which wouldn't be great. Let's move on. Next up, I want to put this man in here. Um, he's a man I've admired for a number of years, Kaylini. Absolutely fabulous player in the Italian league and for Italy. What a player. What a player, but he has moved to the MLS to Los Angeles Football Club um, and we wish him well in his move. Sad when we see some of these guys moving out of the European scene because we don't hear as much about them once they go to the MLS or the Chinese League or whatever it is. But for this guy, this guy is an absolute legend in terms of European football and especially Italian football. Um, and we wish him well in his move to Los Angeles FC. Just a shame he moved out of Europe, but um, what an absolute baller. Brilliant player, Kaylini. Best of luck in the MLS. Uh, next up, where are we going next? Um, I suppose we need to talk. Robert Lewandowski um, has rejected uh, PSG and apparently has signed a nine million deal with Barcelona, hundred and seventy five thousand a week. The contract apparently is all in place, but the contract, as we know. There's a kind of a triangle going on here at the moment. The young, they need to move the young out of Barcelona. We'll we'll also talk I mean, about Dembele as well to move out into Chelsea, and he has to get those. They have to get those guys out of there first of all to allow Barcelona in terms of their wage cap and everything else to register these players. Now they have deals in place. I mean, Christensen off Chelsea will be another one. Apparently, he hasn't been. They haven't been able to register him yet because they need to get players out the door. They have had a number of offers for the boy Gavi, but I think they're going to turn them down. They want to keep him. He's a key player for them in terms of their rebuild. But looking at it, um, Lewandowski, he has, he's, you know, he's kind of like, he's, he's told Bayern Munich, he's done. He's finished there no matter what. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how this progresses because if that situation with Barcelona doesn't get resolved and say Dembele doesn't move on or De Jong doesn't move on and that space isn't there, we know he's been heavily linked with United as well. So I wonder how United fans would feel about that. I mean, you'd have Lewandowski up front and Ronaldo up front. So I think it what is a 33 and 37. Um, but what like two goal scoring machines, you know. Um, but I'm not too sure. If that's the signing in terms of the route that Aaron, Eric Tang Hag wants to go down. Um, but certainly an absolute brilliant baller and he will score you bucket loads of goals. Um, but his first choice is Barcelona. He doesn't want to come to the Premier League. And more, more often than not, we see that if they don't have a desire to come to the Premier League, 
then it tends not to work out and stuff like that. So we'll see. We'll watch the space on Robin Lewandowski. But obviously it's linked with a number of other moves. Barcelona having to move players out. And we also know that our very own Sadio Mane as well. He can't move into Bayern Munich until Lewandowski has moved on as well. So there's a number of moving parts in this at the moment. So we'll keep an eye on them as the week uh, progresses. And we'll give you an update then. Maybe Friday we'll have a lot more news on this. Um, let's talk about it um Christian Eriksen, um, nearly to the day, I think it was, either yesterday or today, uh, when we seen those images on TV where the man collapsed. And then, you know, we picked out as part of our upper tier awards at the end of the season, um, this man's return to the footballing pitch with Brentford, um, who took a who took a, a punt on him, basically. Had a good season for Brentford, was really, really good when he came in, really solid performer. Rarely let you down. Fantastic footballer and stuff like that. But he has expressed a, a desire now that he has settled back into football and the rhythm of playing and training and all that kind of stuff that he now wants to go and try and win some silverware. Um, which has alerted Brentford, obviously, because obviously in terms of Brentford, and no disrespect to them, but in terms of them landing silverware, it's a fairly, you know, it's a stretch. So for Ericsson, he's probably going to have to look away and he's been linked. Obviously, the links are there with Spurs, which would make an awful lot of sense. And that I would think that they would be the favourites if someone was going to bring him in. He would bring a lot to that team in terms of a squad player. But obviously, he'll obviously want to play as well. It's a World Cup year, and he'll want to play in, in terms of his, his international career with Denmark. Um, and no doubt he'll want to go into that World Cup, and he'll want to lay down a marker. I think... Denmark are dark horses when they go into these tournaments. They just have a way of playing. The way they all link up and stuff like that. They fight so hard for each other. They're a proper balling team. Um, but he's also being linked with Manchester United. Um, which would be an interesting move as well. And look, I'm sure the whole splatter of clubs are interested in this man. Fantastic footballer. What what a, what a player. What a the way he moves the ball, the way he passes and everything, the way he links up the play. Absolutely brilliant player. Wouldn't cost you a huge amount of money either. Um, as far as I know, he's available on a free. Probably want a reasonable wage and stuff like that. But I think his focus would be probably not dissimilar to Gareth Bale, where he wants to win and he wants to play. He wants to play all the way up to the World Cup um, and solidify his place in that Danish team and stuff like that. Um, but it'll be interesting to keep annoying this. My good feeling with Tommy, he'll probably end up going to Spurs. Um, I'm not sure whether the rebuild at Manchester United would suit him. Um, I think Spurs would suit him better, especially as a squad player, um, to be brought in or an impact, um, you know, impact from the bench and stuff like that in, in games where you need that bit more flair to come in and open up things. Um, but certainly a fabulous player and we'll keep an eye on. should be interesting. Um, let's talk about Newcastle. And uh, Newcastle at the moment are linked with a number of players at the moment. Eddie Howe, I'm sure, is working long hours at the moment to bring in players. Um, they're looking at the Ren striker, uh, Hugo Eketike, I think is his name. I think that's how you pronounce it. Darren gave it to me last week on the transfer show. Um, but they're also looking at Sven Botman. Now, there's an issue with Sven Botman at the moment where they're looking for an extra five or six million. I seen tonight uh, Newcastle fans were talking that the, the Newcastle tax because people know of the wealth that's there and stuff like that. But they've also been linked with a number of other players. I think they've been linked with Jesse Lingard um, and a couple of others. Um, so there's a lot of them. Um, 
There'll be a lot of business going on at Newcastle at the moment, but the talk at the moment is they've gone in with a final offer for Sam, Sam Botman, and they've told him that um, if they don't accept that offer, they're going to walk away. Yeah, so this is Newcastle really turning around going, listen, we're not going to be held over a barrel. We'll just move on to our next targets and stuff like that. And I think that's the way to go because I think if you start giving into some of this stuff, then it, it just opens up the transfer window for you in terms of other people doing it to you as well. So um, it'll be interesting to see if they do lay, if they do land these targets and if they do get Sven Botman in, should be interested. Um, I think Jesse Lingard going in there could give them a real good option. Um we seen what he did at West Ham when he went in and stuff like that. Um, and I think he could play a similar role in Newcastle as well, um, especially with Eddie Howe there. So be interesting to see if he's interested in bringing um, Jesse Lingard in as well. Interesting dynamic there to keep an eye on. A um, couple of other bits to talk about. Um, Nat Phillips. Nat Phillips. Um, Bournemouth have approached Liverpool over loaning uh, Nat Phillips out again. Um, obviously he went into Bournemouth there last season had a real good season in the championship and they've been promoted um, so they're looking to bring him in again I'm not sure what Liverpool's plans are especially with laying down a lot of money for Darwin Nunes maybe they'd be going to Bournemouth and say listen maybe buy him off us now we loaned him to you already you know how good he is he fitted into your side really really well maybe it's time you take a punt on him and you, you buy him or stuff like that maybe Liverpool are looking to move a few players off the books we know Ox is being linked with a move away um, strangely linked with United um, which I thought was a very strange move I can't imagine Ox moving to United and not because he wouldn't move to United but he'd be a strange signing for United as well in terms of the profile of what they're trying to do we also know that uh, Takumi Minamino has been linked away with a move to Leeds when we were linked with Rafina as part of the deal that was the talk so Taki could be heading to um, could be heading to Leeds Going to be sad to see Tacky go because when he's come in, he's done well. His goal scoring record is really good for Liverpool, especially in the cups and stuff like that. Um, but he's just—I don't know whether he struggled to fit in or what it is. I'm not too sure. Um, but certainly when he's come in, he's really done a good job. And he's another one that I've spoke throughout the season when I talk about including players in the squad. We spoke about it with Origi. We spoke about using these players all the time, building up that squad and changing it up at times and stuff like that. And Taki is one of those guys who, you know, potentially could come off the bench and get you a goal when you need it and stuff like that. Um, at times in the Premier League, yeah, he's flattered to deceive. But certainly if you look at his run of form and the cups and stuff like that, he's been really, really good. Um, and he had a good spell down in Southampton when he was on loan as well until he got injured. But he played really, really well for Southampton, if we remember. Um, but we'll we'll watch that space. Um, spoke about Tillemans, Kalini, uh, Fulham. Fulham have entered into talks with Arsenal about signing Leno, uh, their goalkeeper there who's out of form and stuff like that. Certainly, he has definitely slipped to number two, if not further. Um, with the arrival of Ramsdale, um, who's been a revelation for Arsenal last season, and I don't see him um, losing that spot anytime soon. But um, Leno clearly had sounded out that his time at Arsenal was done and that he was going to move on. And this this could be an opportunity as well for Arsenal to get in some much-needed funds by the sounds of things. I um, meant to mention this one earlier when we were doing the Arsenal review, but uh, totally forgot all about it. Um. But yeah, it'd be an interesting one, all right, to move him out. It means Arsenal would have to bring in a second, a number two keeper under Ramsdale. Um, but I'm sure that wouldn't be a, a problem. Um, also talk about Tottenham as well. Tottenham in talks with Inter Milan over a potential signing for centre-back Bastoni. Um, this has been going on for a few weeks now. Bastoni has um, 
informed basically the transfer world that his desire is to stay at Inter Milan. But I don't know, is, is there a starting player at Inter Milan at the moment that isn't linked with a move away? It's weird, you know, Latoura Martinez is linked away. Skriniar is linked with a move away. Like, how many players can move away? It's They've already lost Perisic. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that all evolves. We know Inter Milan, we know they're, they're struggling financially and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of these players, I mean, we're also talking about the, the Lukaku situation where, you know, he's the, the talk is he was going to go back there on loan initially for twenty million this season with an option to buy for sixty five at the end of it. Um, I just don't know whether Milan have the money or not. Um, we know we know talk has come out that even with the money that they've received already for Lukaku, that they still owe something in the region of forty seven million to Man United that hasn't been paid. Um, to my knowledge, anyway. Um, and that's like. You know that's never a good sign when you're not um when you're not uh, keeping up with your with your bills as they say, um. But yeah, this has been um this has been uh, your Monday's transfer show kind of replaced the Monday mashup. Uh, ran a solo tonight, obviously. But if you want to contact the show, it's the Upper Tier Podcast at Gmail We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. You know where to find us. If you enjoyed the video, smash us on that subscribe, hit that bell notification, obviously like. Drop a comment there if you want. Let us know about your club. What business is your club doing? Are you frustrated? Is there a tad bit of anxiety kicking in there? Are you worried about what your club is going to do? Do you think your club is going to deliver on your desire of what you believe your club needs? We're also going to be doing another show later in the week. I'm going to have Ian on from the Chelsea Roar. We're going to be doing a transfer show talking about general transfers. And then for the second half of the show, we're going to be focusing on Chelsea. Chelsea's ins and outs again another big job for Tuchel there at the moment who again hasn't necessarily got anyone over the line but there's a lot of talk going on in the background Chelsea again being linked with everyone as well need a number of players in have to close that gap with Man City have to figure out this Lukaku conundrum um, and get it sorted Um, no doubt Tuchel will uh, you know, we're going to be talking about Kunde, we're going to be talking about Koulibaly, we're going to be talking about Sterling, they were talking about hijacking the Jesus move to Arsenal, we're going to be talking about loads of stuff, their midfield, what's going to happen in the midfield, are they going to bring someone in, what's going to happen to some of their fabulous players out there that were on loan this season, Gallagher and Billy Gilmore and players like that, Um, what's the plan for Timo Werner and players like that that haven't quite worked out or hit their rhythm is he going to have the patience to stay with them we know that Ruben Loftus-Cheek was linked with a move to Inter Milan again but I mean how is that going to happen there just isn't money there um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of things being juggled at the moment with a lot of these clubs um, and Ian will be on during the week to give us his flavour on Chelsea what's going on there transfer wise what he wants to see happen how much he thinks Tuchel needs to be backed and all those kind of things so we look forward to that show this week so Chelsea is going to be the focus this week speaking with a number of fans out there as well so each week we're going to be bringing you a different club and we'll be giving you their flavour and our thoughts on what we think of it so they should be really good and really interesting shows so until next time it's been a pleasure my friends hope you're enjoying the content as always, when it's internationals and stuff like that, it's always difficult and with the transfer window. But we are bringing you content on a daily basis. Don't forget to check out our interview with John McNichol, author of two fabulous books, O to 442. Fabulous book. He's a Manchester United fan living down there in Dover. Um, that will be up on Wednesday. Um, the transfer show, this one, you'll get this one. Monday, Tuesday, whatever it is. Um, 
and we will wait to see how this week progresses as we edge nearer to pre-season and teams begin to ramp up that anxiety within the fan base. Until next time, a pleasure.